What kind of music do you listen to? Right now, punk. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Avril Lavigne doesn't count as punk. Oh, yeah? Well, what about the cramps? Stiff Little Fingers? The Clash? Sex Pistols? I listen to the same music as Marissa Cooper. I think I have to kill myself. about loving the OC and also talk about our shameless enjoyment of other things. I'm Roxy. I'm Ryan. And here we are with episode two of season one. The The Model Home. home. Ah, This one's also very, very dramatic. You know, there's, I feel like there's a theme going on here uh, with all this drama. (laughs) Who would have thought? Who who would have thunk it? Uh, it, this one features a burning house, uh, a planned escape kind of heist style, uh, clunky character development, and, um, you know, a lot of steamy romance. And Budding a, romance. And a fight. Of course, it wouldn't be the OC without a fight. Fights. Uh, <laughs> today on the podcast, uh, we have our friend Shane Madey. Welcome. Hey, Shane. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very delighted to be here. Oh, yeah. thank you. I'm so glad that you could be here. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan, big fan of the OC, big fan of both of you. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You guys may know, um, Shane Madey from, uh, my childhood, um, <laughs> as, as, a, as your junior high. The, as, yes. Friend. And, the, the 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 he lives in the same home that I do as well. Yes, uh, we live in we live in the same the same apartment, and uh, uh, he also uh, works for a, a website that I forgot the name. It's of. Buzzfeed.com. Oh yeah, Ooh. that yeah. <laughs> teens love it, and teens love the OC, so that's why I'm here. That's it's true. And hey, we knew each other as teens. All of us oh, actually my... did. So yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah. the theme of this episode is teens. teens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's exciting. That was really great. Um, we couldn't great. plan that if we tried. Well, let's let's get into sort of how we all came to the OC as a show. Shane, you should go first. You're our guest. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I um, I came into it in the second season. Mm-hmm. I thought it was dumb during the first season. I thought I was too good for it. You know, I had a lot of growing up to do. I, first season came on when I was a senior in high school. I thought I was too cool for school. And I remember mm-hmm. there was a, a dumb kid in my, my econ class who sat next to me, and he said, you got to be watching the OC. He said, you got to be watching this. <laughs> wow, he's, he had a lot of tood. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of tood. And I said, you, you, you shut your mouth. I don't, I don't watch that garbage. I don't watch that filth. I watch The Sopranos. You know, I watch prestige television. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching Mad Men in 2007, I told him. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be so cool. Yeah. I'm gonna be real cool with teens on the internet in uh, right. 12 years. Um, <laughs> so I didn't watch it the first season, and then uh, my freshman year in college at Northern Illinois University, uh, I had nothing better to do. I wasn't making a lot of friends. I was mostly just watching television shows on DVD in my dorm room. And <laughs> what our friend Matt Staffa encouraged me to watch the premiere of season two of the OC because he was a big fan. He was on season one, big fan of it. 
Nice. Yeah. I didn't realize he was he was yeah, the original. He, he, he was the origin. Yeah, he prompted me to watch it, and then I encouraged Ryan to watch it. But I fell in love with it during season two, and I was watching season two while also watching season one on DVD. Just just an addict. I was a raving. I was a lunatic. It was so put, fantastic. Put oh it my in gosh. my vein. Yeah, stick it in me, Doc. <laughs> and never take it out. Uh, well, uh, I can I can relate to like the you know feeling too cool. Mm-hmm. For the show, because when it came out, I was like, "Oh, I hate this. Yeah. Everybody likes it. I don't want. I don't. I want nothing to do with this." You guys uh, were so cool. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If being cool means like just outwardly hating something you've never seen for no reason, yeah, <laughs> that was we the very opposite. Cool. Of cool. Yeah. Roxy, what were you watching instead of the OC? Yeah. Um, Oh my god. Answer me that. What, what could there that? have been? Were we watching Everwood, Roxy? No, I definitely wasn't. I was watching a lot of foreign films. Oh, <laughs> my dad would like make me watch like Tarkovsky movies yeah, yeah. and like uh like uh Kislowski movies. Oh, what about the what about the Polish film with the with the bird? Were you watching that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't tell us anymore. Kes? This sounds like a fun were riddle. Were you watching Kess? Oh no! I never watched Kes. I did watch the Decalogue, though. Oh, you watched the Decalogue instead of the OC. You were watching yes, the Decalogue. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't understand any of it. All right, <laughs> I am so far removed from this conversation right now. Ryan was probably busy reading Motor Trend. <laughs> Yes, I, yes. I legit uh, was, and at that time, I think on paper version, yeah. I know now everything's ebook, emag, e, 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 iPad. Oh, man, I don't know. You're the one that reads it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I have been a subscriber to Motor Trend since 1996. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> I dead serious. Now, okay. It's your 20-year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. It actually it used to say on the on the magazine on the printed version when your original subscription was. Wow. Um, oh, and wow. so it used to be like this badge of honor, but now that everything's like electronic. It just says like you could be in a commercial for them. You it's like when should. Jerry Seinfeld's like, had American Express since 1991." Yeah, <laughs> that'll be you. Hey, you know, if you guys want to know any of the options that were available on a 1998 Chevy Impala, or anyway, I'm sorry, we'll guys. save that for yeah. your anyway. motor trending <laughs> podcast. Please <Anyway. laughs> cut that out. <laughs> No, it's stay in it, baby. Oh, man. But, yeah, so anyway, I was not as apparently as cool as you guys. Uh, The nice part was is that I surrounded myself with fantastic humans that had really great taste in TV and movies and books and all that kind of stuff. So I pretty much just relied on people like Shane and Matt to kind of just feed me what I needed Mm -hmm. to you know, watch or, or listen to. Great. Um, we fed and, you, baby. We oh, fed I was you. packed. I just, my big teen mouth yeah. was just packed full of... Real. Let's be careful. You Let's a, be careful your here. Your belly was looking to bust. It was... Oh, exactly. Uh, Oh, I mean, yeah, between bouts of binge drinking and eating tons of chicken nuggets, I decided mm. to consume some really great teen drama. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. And at the time, I was, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life because what 18 year old knows? Um, I I still don't think I know what I want to do with my life. Isn't that that the millennial dream, (laughs) right? Uh, Doing everything and nothing all at the same time. Oh, student debt. 
Um, anyway, uh, so I ended up uh, visiting Northern Illinois University because I was uh, back at home at that time. I was going to college at Community College. And I would experience college vicariously through all of my friends. <laughs> yeah. And during that time was when um, Shane and Matt were rooming together and they had recommended the OC and actually let me season one copy. So I ended up watching it all, um, all, all of season one, and then uh, catching up on the second season by borrowing one of our other mutual friends that I ended up going to Illinois State University with. Mm-hmm. Where you met Roxy. Where, yeah, yeah, where Roxy and I it met. It all ties yeah. together. Exactly. And we actually, we bonded over um, Arrested Development. Yeah. Because our friends hated Arrested Development and we what? were the only two. Yeah, so we used to have to like hang out at the Black Knitting Club down um, like on the first floor. Is that of, what it was called? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like an, it was, it was. I don't recall. Yeah, no, it was the it was the it was the black student union had like a knitting club that would hang out oh, at um oh, at oh, okay. uh, whatever it wasn't Hamwit what was the one Atkin Colby Atkin Colby at, yeah. Atkin Colby's yeah. like I thought like, that was like the area. name of a bar you guys went to so but oh, even yeah, at this okay. time yeah. even at this time Roxy was still not a fan of the show though no 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 not at all no. uh, we I, I had an OC viewing group mm-hmm. um, and we would all meet up and many of us didn't interact outside of it it was just like it was just OC night was the night where we would go all hang out at uh, someone's dorm room and we pretty much only knew each other from knowing and other than that you were phantoms you wouldn't speak and then other than that (laughs) like it was like this is a secret society we can't let anyone else know that we're watching this show yeah um but it was fantastic it was wonderful i actually ended up like burning out my screen on my dell laptop because i watched so many episodes in a row oh holy what i know right i had to to get a new screen back when screens were old and antiquated old and hot and (laughs) connected to an ethernet cable that i had to drag around my dorm room oh my god i remember that i remember having to put a cable into my like dell laptop and like putting the other end of the cable like into the wall like a mouse trapped in a wheel wi-fi was sort in its infancy then wasn't it oh yeah yeah i think it was only in like public places but yeah we had you had to get like a like like a 40 foot like ethernet cord so you could like walk halfway down the hallway with your with your giant dell laptop computer and it's four fans trying to cool it down yeah man insane the stone age you guys (laughs) that was when this that was when this 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 show was on dvd not even just when it was out this is when it was on dvd yeah Full screen, no less. Full screen, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank Uh, God, we didn't know any different. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I don't think I liked it until I literally came out to LA and like I was sick one weekend and was like, I need to watch something. And it it was actually on Hulu back then. Then they took it off of Hulu and they put it back on Hulu. And uh, I watched the first few episodes just like on the couch and uh, and it uh, it made you better. It made me better. It healed me. Yeah. It definitely healed me. And then I got super super duper into it and loved it ever since. Here was the draw for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a little hayseed growing up <laughs> out there on we the plains yeah. in Illinois. Uh huh. And I saw that life they were leading, these luxurious teens, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be one. I wanted that pool. I wanted that pool, baby. <laughs> Ocean view. I didn't even care about the ocean view. I just Palm you trees. give me a pool surrounded by uh, a landfill, and I'd jump in that thing. <laughs> wow, this man doesn't want very much. Shane like, doesn't want very much. No, just I a was, pool. Yeah, just, just give a pool, me a pool. Man. Any pool or an infinity pool? Because this wasn't. I don't even infinity care about pool. infinity pools. Really? I truly don't. Yeah, they can stop. They can, they can stop, stop right stop. there at the, <laughs> at the cement. Hey, so. Stop that pool. 
I just it doesn't have to go on forever. No. The opening of this episode is a great example of why the show, the pool envy on the show, is so strong because. In other shows, I feel like they would try to sex it up a little bit. Probably mm -hmm. on 90210, they were probably kissing in the pool yeah. or doing deeds in the pool. But in this one, it starts out, this is two boys doing nothing. They're just floating in the pool. And that's all I need. That's all I want. Your and that's all I wanted that. when I was a little boy in college watching this show. And I never got it. Oh, oh no! I moved. I even moved all the way to Los Angeles. I still haven't found it. Oh, it's it's around here though, man. You know, <laughs> you just gotta work for it. It's yeah. like starting over. We'll get you a pool for your birthday. Thanks. I'm <laughs> It'll gonna... be an inflatable pool. We'll just put it in the in your living room. <laughs> we just we'll just put it out on the sidewalk out front. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the draw for me was uh, I think slowly but surely as I watched the episodes, I was like, I think I'm Seth Cohen. Uh, that was the draw for a lot of people. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they just wanted, they wanted to be Seth Cohen. Yes. For a lot of, you know, neurotic reasons. Cu culture aware people. <laughs> Culturally, yes, definitely. Uh, the comic books, the music. Because he bridges the gap between nerdy and cool. Yes, yes. In and a way that we all hoped that we were doing. Yeah, and was great at dad jokes, which oh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate. So many great dad jokes. Yeah. So that was, I think that was banter. mine. Yeah, good yeah. banter. Good banter. Good that's banter. What, that's all you, that's what drew you to the show. The banter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just the banter, you okay. know, uh, the, the cadence of the speech, you know, it yeah. was just, it was great. I didn't care what they were saying. It just sounded cool. <laughs> the right, rhythms. right? It's all yeah. about the rhythms. <laughs> I'm very easily pleased. Like, I, I, I don't need too much to be entertained ryan just loves syllables yeah you know just get me a, a little metronome i'll just sit there <laughs> listen to it all day all, all shane needs is a pool all ryan needs are just some rhythms yeah. some syllables some vocal rhythms yeah. all that i need um uh, that's uh, hilarious i did i did not relate to seth cohen but i do feel like watching the show i did start to develop a a more developed musical palette Okay, Just because yeah. the soundtrack is phenomenal. Yes. Um, all the bands and artists, and I know that they were, they were bands and artists that you guys were into. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I still, you know, right now love top 40 music. I love anything on the radio. Yes, right? you do. I consume it at, at record. Like an animal. Like a, like a, like a <laughs> vicious top 40 animal that can only get my, get my kicks by, by sucking on the sugar that's, that comes from Kiss FM. It's sucking on the sugar. It's because it's like pop sugar, right? right. You know, yeah, sugary, yeah, yeah, yeah. sugary pop uh, goodness. Yeah. I will say, speaking of the indie music, mm -hmm. if I had seen this episode in particular, there's a moment in this episode mm -hmm. where they're out on the pier and uh, the band Doves starts playing. Yep. If oh. I had seen that season one when it was on, I would have instantly continued to watch the show ah. because I was crazy about that album. That band. Nice. If I had heard them on TV, I would have been like, this show is, for me, it's my bones. They took my bones <laughs> and they made a television show. You guys were the coolest teens. <clears throat> not, not really. Not really. It wasn't cool to like doves. Yeah. It really wasn't. No. Uh, or, or, or like to the Seth Cohen group of people. Well, that's sure. a, you know, yeah, I, mean, I guess to that crowd. Sure. I will say, I, Death Cab comes up a lot. Death Cab for Cutie, the band, comes up a lot on the show. And I definitely listen to Death Cab today. Yeah. The Transatlanticism album. Ooh, that's yeah. a throwback. Very throwback. 
It's it's great. It's still a spectacular album. It's still a spectacular yeah, album. Timeless. And it made me sort of reminisce a little bit. It, like takes you back to that time. Like sitting in my dorm room, uh, downloading albums off of LimeWire. Yeah, hell yeah. Or SoulSeek. <laughs> Do you want to talk about some news? Some OC news? Is there? I mean, I'm dying down? to hear what you got brewing over there, man. Yeah. Okay, this is kind of messed up. But okay. get, get a load of this. Okay. They did right. have a OC panel at the ATX Festival. All right. Really? When was this? Last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this in Atlanta or Austin? I don't or? know where it is. Let's Austin. see. ATX. 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 Austin, Texas. Austin, yeah. A.TX. A.TX. Point is, they did a script read of the pilot with a gender-reversed cast. Wow. Wait. They had a bunch of ladies playing the fellas. Got and it. Yeah. It wasn't the... It was all new people. I can actually oh. find the cast if you want to read it, but... so. We'll all, put a link to it yeah. on the blog and all of our... All gender stuff. reversed except for one person, Jimmy Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Tate oh, Donovan so showed funny. up and just played, played Jimmy Cooper. Wait, are, really? you, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. That's Why hysterical. did we not fly out to this? What, I don't know. What, what's you're, wrong with all of us? you're a couple of dummies. We are a couple of well, dummies. No, when I say we, I mean you too. Oh, I'm a like, dummy too. I don't know. <laughs> Where the hell were you, Shane? The that's three, why I'm, the three of us are a couple of. That's people. why I'm saying, you know, if you're looking to get, you know, some inside guests on here, go for Tate. Oh my God, Tate! We'd love to have you on the show. Get Tate. That would be amazing to have Tate. I Tate, I love, love Tate, Tate. Tate. Tate champions this show, and look, I'm a big fan of Tate. He's been in a lot of great stuff. He uh-huh. was in Love Potion Number Nine with Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. and many other things. <laughs> and I'm sure you'd love to come on. So. Uh, you find him. Track him down. I mean... I can't wait. I'm... Oh, shit. He was an Argo, too. Yes, he was an Argo. Whoa. Damages. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Tate Donovan, uh, let's talk about his performance in this episode, uh, which is really just uh, a continuation of his episode one performance, where he is just under so much stress. Uh, it's like Atlas holding the world. Yeah. Uh, everything's coming down on his shoulders, and, and he's just freaking out. Yeah, I've watched a lot of uh, television. Mm-hmm. No character portrayal on television <laughs> has ever sh- shaken me to the core. <laughs> quite like Jimmy Cooper. It's, I, yeah. it's Every time he's on screen, I start sweating. Yes. We never get to see him uh, in a state in a state of like... He, we, anytime we see him and things seem to be going well for mm-hmm. him, we just think, oh no, he's... No, this isn't going to last. Yeah. Because he's just... Constantly going through a personal apocalypse. In this episode, as soon as he gets money, from, <laughs> he's like, cool, everything's fine now. He cracks open a beer. Yep. Kicks his shoes off. Yeah. Shoes off. And we, watching the show, we're just like, nope, it's never going to be fine. No. He's never going to be okay. No. And he, he also just makes a series of terrible decisions, but like... Uh, feels less bad about them because he hides under the pretense of like providing for his family. Yeah. Which, sure, he's doing that. But also, hey, maybe if you want to provide for your family, let's manage that money a little bit better. We don't need 20 ponies, Julie. No. <laughs> you know? Uh, I worry about I worry about his blood pressure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like because I, he's stifling so much of what he's feeling inside. Yes, yeah. like yeah. there's a vein just constantly, like, ready to pop in his forehead. Even when he's just casually talking to people, he's like, ah, oh, oh Jules, I, you know, I just don't, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I just don't think I can, ah. 
He's just constantly, he's about to burst. Yeah. Yeah. His head's going to explode. <laughs> his head is going to explode. It's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. I sometimes have to turn away. Also, can we talk about how uh, uh, Kirsten just gives him $100,000 like it ain't no thing? Yeah. <laughs> which is, I mean, it sets it up nicely that there's like some history between them, which is great. But also that just seems like such an exorbitant amount of money that like, I mean, I guess it colors like the, the, the society that they live in and yeah. that, that wouldn't, wouldn't be a big deal. But still, it just feels like way too much money to be loaning to a friend, especially a person who's uh, really bad with money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually glad I, you guys brought me on to talk about this episode in particular, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of the pilot has to do so much work. Yes. The second episode I feel like it really, it separates it from the other teen dramas out there. Okay, how so? There's just, there's just so much going. Yeah, I want to know. There's, <laughs> you know what? There's a scene near the beginning of the episode that is, to me, probably one of the funniest. It's one of the funniest, one of my favorite scenes in the show right off the bat. Okay. It's when they're planning to sneak out and Seth, like, goes to his room to pack up some things and Sandy, like, knocks on the door. <laughs> And Seth just crawls into bed and pulls the thing over, pulls the sheets over him, the uh-huh. comforter. And Sandy walks in. He's like, Seth? He's like, oh, hey, Dad. Like, like he just woke up. And Sandy just goes, you're asleep? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, like on any other teen show, it'd be like this big dramatic moment. But here it's just this weird, like Sandy doesn't know what's, he's very confused. <laughs> It's I, very funny. And I think that's also why the OC sort of separates itself from other shows. Because with Seth and eventually Summer, you get that sort of winking. They're very aware of the tropes. Yes. And they know how to buck them. And then at the same time, they appeal to the dum-dums by giving you like a Marissa Cooper plot line. Oh, yeah. Where she's just, you know, overly dramatic. She like very cliche. A lot yes. going on. They give a little bit to to both crowds. Wow. Well, also, uh, I, I think yeah, Seth is just literally the the outside voice, like constantly commenting yeah. on everything that's going on, which you, is great. You guys, we are like jumping into the advanced syllabus of uh, <laughs> Whoa. the OC in our second episode. This is mad. I love it so much. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of great characters. We talked about how we love Sandy. Uh, we talked about how we love Seth. Uh, but everybody sort of has their own role that eventually as they grow, you kind of start to grow to love everybody, uh, which is nice. How do you guys, uh, how, how do you guys progress through the episode? Or are you gonna... Yeah, we can, we can, let's... Hit some highlights? Yeah, let's, it... let's hit some highlights. I mean, this is episode two. You could still, you're still... We can... We can refigure out the outline. It doesn't even matter. Hey, yeah. you know, we're just bros. <laughs> we're just bros. Bros just figure things out as they go. Hey, yeah. let's flip the script. Whoa! Yeah, I said it. What? Yeah. I, I can't do this. I need to leave. <laughs> does, this, does this mean we have to close all of our MacBooks yeah. right now? Yeah, shut up. Shut can up. we at least leave one on for light? <laughs> hey, you knew, you knew when you had me on this podcast that I was going to flip the script. <laughs> that's what wild. I'm for. Script flipper. Yeah. Oh, so Well, what fun. do you have in mind? <laughs> no, I, I I figured we'd just talk uh, about the episode. Cool, yeah. We've already sort of touched on a lot of it, but yeah. there is, you know, there are some great great moments in in this episode. Yeah. This is the model home. Yes. The big set piece being the model. The model home. home. Oh, yeah. go go oh, figure. Oh, wow. So the purpose of the model home is a hideout. 
Because yeah. Ryan wants to stay, mm -hmm. but um, has to go back because he has got a mother. He's got a mother. Well, here, here's it all starts because Sandy's making Ryan sign some paperwork. Yeah. Uh, because he can't legally keep Ryan. You can't just keep a boy. <laughs> you can't just keep a just boy. keep a random boy. When he's got parents. Yeah. Uh, and the the best part about this, there's a, there's a great part about the scene where Ryan is signing paperwork. Oh yes. We get a nice close up on his hands. <laughs> oh yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> And, I mean, upon watching it again, I, I think it is actually Ben McKenzie's hands. No, I, it I, is not. I don't know. But, I, I mean, his hands look like a, like, a, like a worker's hands. Like, it was just like they grabbed somebody from the crew and were like, we need an insert shot. Get in there. Sign some paperwork. It's like his nail is like got Falling a bruise off. on no, it. They, they are like like Danny Trejo's hands. <laughs> yeah. Those are, are not Ryan or sorry Ben McKenzie's. Yeah, those are Trejo hands, hands for yeah. sure. Those are Trejo hands. We'll, we'll put a picture up uh, just so you guys can see it. But uh, it was just a weird like it took me out of the scene for a second, but it was great. It was Old really ass funny. hands. Old ass hands. Yeah, they were still getting the hang of it. Yeah, yeah. But by season three, there you don't see Trejo hands anymore. No. Do you think they were at a point where they were like, this episode's at 48 and a half minutes. We need to make it 49 minutes. And we're like, let's, <laughs> let's put, put a in some hands. Put a picture of those hands in there. <laughs> hey, we Danny. need some hands. <laughs> Danny just hanging around on set. <laughs> hey, man, come, come on out here. Can you, can you sign this adoption paperwork? <laughs> we don't got anyone else around here to do this for us. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so he's, you know, he's signing this paperwork and, and he can't go, he can't go back to his mom. His mom abandoned him. So he's trying to run away. Yeah. He's trying to run away. Seth, uh, tries to stop him or sees him running away and tries to stop him. And he, he mentions going on a, a Kerouac pancake tour. Yeah. Very, uh, very Seth Cohen. <laughs> very Seth Cohen. That actually sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Just a road trip across America and stopping at all the IHOPs. And again, like I, at, at this point, I'm like, wow, a little cliche. But at the time, I was like, well, hell yeah, Kerouac. What? Kerouac? Yeah. yeah. They're talking about Kerouac. This guy's talking about Kerouac. Yeah. Was that cliche at the time? Or yeah. Was that, or did, did our generation make it cliche? Well, I, I think in By high referencing school. referencing it all the time. It's always, I mean, teens love Kerouac. They yeah. think, they think... They're very unique for liking Kerouac. <laughs> but, like, were we the first teens? No, I don't think so. No. Were we the second teens? We were maybe the second teens <laughs> to like Kerouac. Uh, well, I, I do have a clip of this exchange. Yeah. I would like to oh, play it. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. PlayStation, perhaps. Uh, are you running away? Go back in the house, Seth. Hey, hey, hey. Can you just run away? What are you thinking? What about, like, child services or, or my dad? Okay, then wait, hey, I want to come with you. You know what I've always wanted to do besides Hell to Tahiti? I want to do that whole Kerouac thing. Hit the road, stop at Diner to Diner, the pancake tour in North America. No, fair enough. Where are you going? I don't know. Leave town, get a job somewhere, save some money. It's a great plan, dude. Sounds like you've given it a lot of thought. You got a better idea? Actually, I do. 
I just love that clip. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it kind of sets up the rapport between them, and you, you just get that sort of insight into into Seth's like weird, like particular likes dislikes, uh, a little bit of his neuroses, uh, and it's it's delightful. He becomes so much more likable in this episode. Like pilot episode, they made oh, him yeah. really whiny pilot and yeah. Seth is like very whiny. Yeah, very and whiny. and here it's like it's like the the. The broness between him and and Ryan, the broness between Adam Brody and yeah, Ben McKenzie and yeah, bro, bro, oh, Brody, sure, <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, but you know, j- just their their relationship would just kind of getting a lot stronger mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and they're it, like an odd couple. You it's know? a it's a palpable it's a palpable pairing, uh, and it's good alliteration. <laughs> thank you. I, I almost. I almost didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> it works very well because Atwood, you know, he's sort of wrapped up in the Marissa drama here yes. and there. True. Quite a bit of it. He's got to deal with a lot of drama on this mm. show. But when he's interacting with Seth, you get a nice bit. Like, he's a, he, he, he gets a little uh, catty here and there. Yep. In a fun way. Seth, Seth makes him a little more likable. Mm-hmm. Because sure. that was one of the reasons I didn't like season one when it was on. Because I was like, who's this, who's this? He said, you know, who's this guy? There's other shows, though, like around this time, One Tree Hill was also on. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you look at the the bro pairings on that show, it's mm-hmm. just like a lot of, hey, you ball, bro? Yeah. like, yeah, I ball. And then they just play <laughs> basketball. Chad Michael very Murray. stone-faced. Yeah, broody. I've, a lot of brooding. I've, I haven't watched more than three seconds of... One Tree Hill. While we're covering other teen dramas that sure. tried to capture the lightning in a bottle and failed. Oh, God. Wow, this is... Gossip right. Girl. Wait, and failed? Oh. Yeah, I don't think Gossip Girl holds a candle to the OC. Okay. Same creator, though. I know. Yeah. And that's what's so heartbreaking about it. Josh Schwartz. It sounds like you have some, like, I got a next up grind baby. Yeah, yeah. The only one that comes close is Veronica Mars. You know what? Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah. why? Are there more pools in it? You're a poolist. <laughs> oh, I am a you don't, <laughs> you don't like Gossip Girl because there's no pools. There's actually the season one, there's a prominent pool episode in season one, so you watch yourself. Oh, in one episode. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Shane, can you start a blog Higher. where you just put, like, post every, like, every episode of TV that has a pool in it? Yeah, cool pools. Coolpools.com. Cool pools. <laughs> <laughs> Coolpools.biz. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I get I get real steamed when wow. we talk. I blacked out. What's happening? Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about the music. Uh, the music being talked about in this episode, yeah. which is a lot of punk music. We find out that Marissa Cooper likes bands such as The Cramps, Stiff, Stiff Little, little fingers, fingers, The, the Clash. Clash. Sex Pistols. That's all too cool for me. Oh, really? Yeah, like I'm aware of The Clash sure. and those other bands. The Clash is my favorite band. I know that. Oh, I think you do? I think you mentioned oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I tell everybody. <laughs> you, would, you tell her you wear t-shirts that say The Clash is my favorite band. So now, did you have, did you have, like I, I need to know because I feel like I, I lump all people that like these bands because I was not this cool either. Um, did you have like a jean bag that you ironed on all the patches for these bands? No, we don't iron them on. Use the clothespin them on. Do yeah, you? Duh. Not co- wait, not clothespins. No, safety no, pin. uh, safety pins. <laughs> clothespins. <laughs> that would be hysterical. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
just <laughs> everything falls off. Yeah, it's just like a like a real homemaker would. Yeah. Uh, just... Here's an embarrassing story. Uh, I had a Jansport backpack that I. Oh, we all did, did right? Of course we did. That I, I I definitely safety pinned a patch onto. I cut out a piece of jean fabric and drawn on the Foo Fighters logo yes. and then proceeded to sew it on there in red thread and worn it the entirety of high school. Well, you're just crafty. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. Cra- you're crafty sure. and you and you like Dave Grohl. I, I loved Dave Grohl you know as what? a high schooler. I didn't listen to a lot of cool music when I was like in grade school and junior high, but uh-huh. I did. Foo Fighters was one of the first albums. I didn't even know that Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. Until oh, yeah, like 2006. Yeah. Wow. I wasn't punk in <laughs> high school. I listened to a lot of Nora Jones. Um, <laughs> That's fantastic. But she was winning Grammys at the time. She, yeah, she totally was. was. She yeah. was a sensation. We, we all were. But I will say, mm-hmm. I feel like even I can say it's probably not punk to say, I'm punk. Oh, like not Marissa at all. Does. Yeah, you no, can't no. announce that. You can't announce that. Well, she that. doesn't say she's punk. She, she says she's says listening I'm... to punk. She's listening, she's listening to, to punk. punk. She, she says, says right now punk. What oh, kind of music do you listen I, to? I like punk. I yeah, like, like like punk. Like I like punk. Actually, I, which I also think is pretty effing lame. Yeah. Uh, I have a clip of this. <laughs> oh, let's. <laughs> we let's should listen to it. Yeah, we're gonna load it. If you didn't catch it on the first round. Why? What do you like? Right now? Punk. I'm sorry. Uh, Avril Lavigne doesn't count as punk. Oh, yeah? Well, what about the cramps? Stiff little fingers. The clash. Sex pistols. You're listening to the same music as Marissa Cooper. I think I have to kill myself. It's a punk, huh? I'm angry. Uh, I'm angry. I'm angry. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. She, <laughs> she she said that it's true. So strongly, she named all those bands very angrily in anticipation for Stiff her little saying fingers. Stiff little fingers. How about how about the Sex Pistols? <laughs> I've been waiting all month for someone to tell me what my favorite bands are. Also, uh, Rooney's playing in the background, Very which punk. is really weird. Very punk. <laughs> yeah, weird uh, c- comparison. You know what? In these early episodes, it feels like Josh Schwartz probably was throwing those on the, the soundtrack, but there's not a lot of discussion of like hip bands. No. It's not like, hey, it's Rooney. Yeah. My favorite band. Although, we do see a lot of music posters in Seth's room. Yeah, but they're not but cool. They're, yeah, they're like, we see like Misfits. <laughs> Well, no, misses. Well, misses. What was the one that's on there that's like not? Wait, wait. It's oh, oh. It, so he's got the jam. He's got Kurt Cobain. He has a sailing poster because he loves, he loves sailing. sailing. Uh, it's trapped. 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 That's right. Which seems like an odd choice. Headstrong to take on anyone. That's yeah. trapped. Isn't that trapped? Oh, I believe it is trapped. Oh, that's a good song. <laughs> Never mind. You I'm heard big, it here. I'm a big trapped fan. <laughs> I just learned that. No, that's not uh, sucks. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Marissa doesn't seem like the type of person to to be into into this music or to be punk, even though, you know, whatever. I don't think anything I did in, in high school was very punk, so no. who's to say? I was in marching band, which I don't think is punk. No, I was in jazz band and like barely played guitar because I was too afraid. <laughs> I don't understand what like, that I w- means. I would play chords. Like I couldn't read music at all. Oh. I would play the chords, but then like I had, there was one song where I had a solo and I would like very quietly play something that I made up. 
Because now, now you're in a rock and roll band. I'm in a rock and roll band. Yeah, all artists start off uh, very traumatic, <laughs> traumatic experiences. Oh boy. Yeah. I think the coolest thing I ever did was like, went to a ton of Fall Out Boy concerts with like 50 other people in the room. Oh, because they were from yeah. uh, the suburbs Yeah, so they, they, used, they used to play it on uh, Nights at Columbus in Arlington Heights all the time. Oh, wow. Which was super, which, which was actually pretty fun. So like, I obviously was listening to Fall Out Boy at this time and yeah. blowing out the speakers on my 97 <laughs> Chevy Cavalier. Well, you got in on the ground floor I was Fall yeah, Out Boy. <laughs> I was in a room, I mean, <laughs> I was like an original Patrick Stump Fan. Yeah, I have a Patrick lot of Stuntman. photos of Ryan hugging Pete Wentz. <laughs> he just, just Pete Wentz and Ryan's little little head just buried in his chest. Aww. Just getting his eyeliner all over my Aww. cheeks whenever I hug him, yeah. you know. Fun aside, Pete Wentz was in One Tree Hill for like what? several episodes. What? Yes. Oh, that show's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Pete Wentz. You're welcome to come on our show if you want. Some other very important things I noticed about this episode. Pay attention now. Shailene Woodley, in her infancy, yes. a little baby, mm-hmm. tiny baby girl, baby Shaylee, Caitlin Cooper, <laughs> playing Caitlin Cooper, yep, delivering yep. with chutzpah. Oh yeah, I love China. She's the prettiest pony. <laughs> she is angry when she says it. So angry, yeah, because China has alopecia. Yeah, but she's <laughs> we still need to the save prettiest China. pony. She's yeah. the prettiest pony. Another one of my favorite moments from the entire series when they're out on the pier. Mm-hmm. The line to end all lines, which is, you know what I like about rich kids? Punch. Punch. Nothing. Yes. Uh. And the thing that makes it very OC. On any other show, that would have been, you know, they would have been like, yeah, cool, a cliche. It is cliche, but it's awesome. Yes. The, the immediate scene following it is Seth just commenting on how, how incredible it was. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah. He, just, he just repeats it. <laughs> And then doesn't he like cartoonishly like put his skateboard between the door handle to like hold the door? Yeah. Shut? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. The brooding like Luke and his cronies trying to like get out of the like little fish oh, shop. Man. I will say I did not. I kind of skimmed through the back half of the episode because there's a lot of uh, Ryan Marissa stuff going oh. on. Oh, you skimmed? Did you miss the big moment? I probably did. Where she runs out, like crying, runs out of the model home. I, I to, missed that. Is it Hallelujah? No, uh, is it? Yeah, I think it is. All, yeah. all, I, all I know is that my favorite part of that scene is when Ryan goes, go. Yeah. And then, no, no, wait for it. Go. And then the swift turn of his head. Yes. The most dramatic element of the of the episode. Uh, um, it's great. Also, it's like my, I think it's one of my favorite parts of the episode. That's my favorite part. My second favorite part is that they're eating in and out, and yes! and uh, oh. Seth is just skateboarding in the empty pool. <laughs> like, let me do some cool tricks in well, this pool, in this empty pool, because that's what kids in California do. <laughs> What's good about that scene too is that like Marissa and Ryan like really get to share some deep information about their lives together. Like watching this again, I'm like, oh, I kind of understand their like relationship now. I will say though, Marissa does not come off as a human being in that scene because Ryan says, like he tells her that his dad has been in prison. Yes, and the look that she gives him. makes it's the kind of response she would give if someone was like hey cute bangs because she goes like oh <laughs> she like laughs he's uh, like yeah my dad's been in prison 
Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, her dad's probably going to prison yeah, also. She knows that. So she beat. just, she just, yeah. She's like, oh, good, I can relate to this. Yeah. Phew! <laughs> Nobody's judging me in this situation. <laughs> yeah. We also get a glimpse of the eternal party during that scene because oh, yeah. uh, the the eternal Holly party. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> oh, the beach no, house. No. That's Summer's birthday party. Oh, but it's yeah. at Holly's house. Is it? Oh, yeah. every party's at Holly's there house. There are two parties in this episode. One is Summer's party, and the next day Holly has a party as well. Yeah, Holly's, so I think it's just all at Holly's. Holly's and, got a problem. Yeah, Holly's <laughs> got Holly, uh, turn yourself in. <laughs> I don't know what hole she's trying to fill in her heart, but uh, it'll never happen. I can't believe, based on watching this episode, I mean, Rachel Bilson went on to become... Vital. Yes. Probably the second best character behind Absolutely. Seth. Yeah. Uh, but you would not ever imagine that from these episodes. No. She is a walking <laughs> cliche. Well, the one thing that she did in this episode that was really funny, she calls Marissa and uh, Seth's like, tell Summer happy birthday for me. I have a clip of this. I really want to play it. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> this is, it's one of my favorite parts of the episode. It's funny. Hey, Summer. Is that Summer? Tell her I said happy birthday. Coop, where are you? We're coming to get you. Oh, no, 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 don't. I'm coming. Don't watch uh, Seth Collins says happy birthday. Who? Oh. <laughs> she says thanks. So, yeah, Summer has a great sense of humor, inadvertently, in that clip. Just her attitude. Uh, she's, Seth is so nice. He's very nice. He's such uh, a nice boy. And she just is full of tood right back at him. Uh, nice, but also a little creepy. A little creepy, because she doesn't really know who he is, but he knows her birthday. He also knows when Marissa and Luke started dating, which is a little weird. <laughs> True. That was, that was more strange. I feel yeah. like knowing someone's birthday, if you've grown up with them, is... Sure. Somewhat common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is before Facebook or... Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to the house, the model home. Incredible. And talk about the event <laughs> that lands Ryan and Luke in jail. You mean uh, when they light a thousand candles and yes, <laughs> it yes. somehow catches on fire? Yes. So... Yeah, they have, they, the, she brings loofahs and candles. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm just bringing candles over because that's what normal people do. <laughs> yeah, it's a little aggressive of her to be like, hi, so I'm going to help you move in here. Also, it's funny that they think that this plan's going to work the entire time. It is very like uh, boxcar kids. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Marissa brings a lot of candles, uh, mistake. Uh, and uh, they're all lit up. They have their moment where Marissa kind of goes, hey, this song reminds me of you. I've merely tolerated <laughs> Marissa. Okay. Every other character I loved. Yes. Marissa. Hey, yeah, yeah. Like there's a, there's a, there was a moment at the beginning of this episode where they were alluding to the previous episode, which I hadn't, I, I watched it a while ago, but mm-hmm. I, I, for this, for this podcast, I just watched the second episode and Marissa just said, Thanks for the other night. And I was like, what are they talking about? And Ryan just says, you always drink like that? Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just every Marissa plot line. Yep. She's, she's just, <laughs> she's, just she's got a problem a with all substances. Uh, and yeah. She is screaming inside her head. Uh, hey, like most rich teens with dads that I are going to go to jail, right? <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should be thankful I wasn't a rich teen because I would 
you know yeah I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be here today if i were a rich teen i would have been i would have thrown up in a pool and died <laughs> you're in your favorite place yeah uh, <laughs> might have worked out well for you <laughs> also julie is consistently terrible to marissa she is but boy do i love julie oh julie oh Cooper she ugh, i is... cannot i cannot get enough of julie no, Cooper. like if this was like do you think there's still a chance for there to be a julie cooper spinoff uh, I would be right behind you. You know what? No. <laughs> I don't think there is. That was a very Julie Cooper response. I agree. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I think Melinda Clark has better things to do. You know what? If they here. brought the OC back and it was just Julie just and Jimmy. Melinda Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She plays all the characters. If it was it's just, if it was just called Melinda. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. Mindy. The, the new adventures of old Melinda. Melinda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sign me up. I actually, I'm excited to, I'm going to be watching along with you guys. Oh, yeah. Just because oh. I, oh, so I enjoy listening to you. But also, there are a lot, I love the show. There are large chunks in season three that I missed and some chunks in season four. I didn't watch the last half of season four. Okay. So it's a oh, show boy. that I love, but also... I've got more to see. Oh my God, this yeah. is the best news. Yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> You're so, going on the journey with us. Yeah, there's some that I'm, I'm buckling in for. Great, great. So um, great. I, I want to talk about a serious moment on the show, or okay. uh, in this episode specifically, where um, Sandy and Seth are driving. Yeah. They're quote unquote looking for Ryan uh, sure. <laughs> uh, because Seth knows where Ryan is. Uh, or actually, maybe he doesn't know at this point because Ryan has fled the model home. Sandy's freaking out because he wants that boy. He uh, wants that such boy. A, so precious, though. <laughs> but there's a moment where Sandy just goes, promise me you'll never run away to Aww. Seth. Pretty loaded. Pretty loaded. And also, just to hear him wanting the best for Seth in yeah. that moment and just really like uh, a parent's best intentions coming to light here and you really feel that love and care that he has for his son and i think seth really feels it too yeah there's a sense of family on the show definitely yeah with with the cohen's that you don't it's it's good it's well written very well written and very heartwarming yeah and for you know this episode actually made me think because kelly rowan uh kirsten mm-hmm Yes. A lot of times seems like sort of a nag on the show. But her husband is a... He's a... What is he doing? She's <laughs> like, oh, I don't like this boy's mother, so I want him now. He, he will be our boy. Of course she's going to be like, what are you doing, of man? Of course, yes, yes. Like, obviously they can afford to have another boy. Of course. But he's not your boy. He's not your boy. She has her, She ha, She's very skeptical because yeah. there's a lot involved in adopting yeah, a teenage just, boy. You can't just take a boy. No, Well, and not can't. just not just any old boy, like a boy that's been in jail for stealing a car. Like, <laughs> yeah. And at the end of this episode, returns to jail. Yeah. Because uh, he set a house on fire. Yeah. In fact, her house, her model yeah. home on fire. Yes. <laughs> It's kind of remarkable that she's so accepting through all, all of it. Uh, and actually, they talk about keeping or not keeping Ryan four separate times in this episode. There are four scenes that they come back to. Really? That many? Yes. Yes. I counted. Yeah. The, a lot of the first season, especially like these first handful of episodes, because eventually when things finally settle down, it feels so great to like get some other plots going. Mm-hmm. You get summer in there. You got other stuff going on. 
it is a bit of a slog to to have to endure all these conversations about yeah. like well let's i guess maybe we'll adopt him yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah just let yeah. him live there I, you got a pool house man. are they just yeah. dragging it out for the dramatic effect do you think no i think they're just setting it up and also the style of the show is like a lot of like cuts between literally like four different things that are happening simultaneously yeah. like there's just a lot going on and their way of dealing with it is just confusing you a little bit i guess but they're cutting back and forth between so many different things uh can we talk about so there's two fights in this episode one at the diner great fight great fight great fight kind of kind of just like a little sucker punch fight right because yeah, there's really quick. no fighting but it's like a it's like a, like a little pop they gotta get out of there sucker punch <laughs> and flee the scene preceding that fight when they're like let's just sneak out the back and that woman's like hey you can't do that you can't Front do that door. it's not like there's a yeah. fire exiter that we would be compromising some type of law by you <laughs> yeah. walking through another not door not at all uh and then there's the fight uh at the model home yeah i fast forwarded through that get out <laughs> unacceptable do your homework shane um marissa comes in with her candles and uh they have their moment and and ryan kind of rejects her uh she's she he goes what do you think what do you think's gonna happen between us like i'm just a boy from the wrong side of the tracks i'm a street rat street rat he doesn't say that i would just say from the, the wrong side of the tracks my lips are dirty Almost. baby Almost, oh. basically. Um, you don't want these dirty rat lips, princess. <laughs> Many parts on her. <laughs> and then she starts crying and it runs out of the yep, that's how it goes. Wow. Uh, uh, to hallelujah. And meanwhile, Luke mm. is comically hiding behind his giant truck, witnessing all of this happen. And with his cronies, who are all 40 years old, yeah. uh, they walk into the model home. And confront Ryan, and then accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally set the entire model home on fire. Uh, and what's great about this is eventually they make a pact. We're in this together. Like, like neither of us is like more responsible than the other. Like, if I was Luke, I'd be like, oh, it was him. No, Tony you know Ryan. what? You know what, though? That's bros. That's bros. Oh, That's bros being bros. A bromant, if you will, of yeah. weird circumstances. Every, every boy has that pivotal moment, that coming-of-age moment when he sets a model home on fire because he's <laughs> beating up the guy who's crushing on his girlfriend. We've all done it. Yeah. <laughs> But you don't want him to die. We all make amends. Yeah. We all drag him out of the model home. Because that's just (laughs) looking out for your brows. Exactly. Um, My favorite part of that is uh, Luke's giant, gigantic truck Mm -hmm. filled with all of his bros. Yeah. Behind the tiniest of tiny backhoe (laughs) that Marissa does not see. Yeah, apparently not. While she walks uh, away from the small car length driveway. Yes. Like it doesn't notice this gigantic pickup truck with a lift kit. She's too she's too distraught. She's so distraught that so that distraught. truck just blends in with the background <laughs> of the hills, you know? And Ben uh, Luke's big white face. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. That reminds me when uh when Marissa runs away, she runs straight home. And before that, we see Well, she does drive there. She <laughs> I don't, I, mean, I don't think she sprints home. She sprints home. Uh, she's, she puts on she's her on joggers. The, she's on the track and field team. She's got this rundown. Uh, 
No, the, the, the best part about her coming home is that we get to see uh, the Cooper's home life, which is mostly just Jimmy watching ESPN classics. <laughs> well, because this is also on the heels of him receiving the money from Kirsten. Yeah. yeah. So, he's so just suddenly like, he's like, my world is great again. Yeah. This is exactly what I needed. We honestly, we only see Jimmy for the first few episodes sitting on the couch eating Lay's. Like that's his, that's his job. That's his definition of providing for his family, I guess. Spending other people's money on horses uh, <laughs> yes uh the best part about this scene though is oh, uh, uh we get a dub where they're talking about the year that marissa was born because that's what year the clip that he's watching on espn classic was from and i believe he says 1988 in real life mm-hmm but then it is dubbed over very obviously as oh, it's so obvious. 1986 is what is dubbed over that. So she would be, this was 88? So she would have been two years younger. Yes. So she would have been a, like a freshman in high school, right? Instead of a junior, which she is in the show, oh. if that makes sense. Also, Marissa comes home crying and Jimmy does the weirdest job of consoling her. It's very her. strange. She is silent throughout the entire scene yeah. or for a good chunk of it. Yes. He just shows up and just hugs her. Awkwardly. Very awkwardly. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't like it. It's, I don't like it either. Uh, th- their whole relationship is strange. I feel like it's not a father-daughter relationship. I feel like it's, it's, it's like he's trying to be a father, but like is just just is not good at it. Yeah. Like he. Well, that's just Jimmy Cooper. Is that is that is that <laughs> what what's trying to be portrayed? Like it feels uh, yeah. like it's trying to be like, oh hey, I'm a, I'm a good dad, but like I don't know, like at least. I feel like usually people that are bad dads usually are really good at faking it being good dads. Does that make sense? He's just a bad person, though. Well, yeah, he's a terrible person. (laughs) But it's like he's a terrible, awkward person. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it is. There's a couple of things I'd like to go through before we go to the end. Uh, One of which uh, is uh, that Sandy Cohen is a real saint. Peter Gallagher is a real saint because... He's actually sainted? No, he's not sainted. Oh. But there is a uh, Berkeley Law School scholarship named after Sandy Cohen, and it's called the Sandy Cohen Public Defender Fellowship. Wait, Nick- IRL? IRL like- in real life, nicknamed The Sandy. Uh, and it's, it's to help support a student pursuing an unpaid summer internship in a public service field. Peter Gallagher donated $2,000 to the fellowship. Oh, <laughs> yep. Fought, wait, wait, wait. This is the best what, what, part. What a, what a saint. Yeah. You didn't want to buy a segue with that? Pay, pay for a week of college at Berkeley. Cool. Uh, the Fox Broadcasting Company donated $1,000. Wow, Fox. Oh. Well, it is for a summer internship. That's cool. so technically, if that's unpaid. Was it just once, or was it? Have was they have no, they I like looked annual? Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah, because yeah. you can. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, listen, I'll take two thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't hey. know about you guys. <laughs> for sure. I mean, if just for the sake of, of having a scholarship called the Sandy the Cohen Sandy Scholarship. I like just. Take... A, does he give two thousand dollars every every year? year? Um. This article... If that's the case, then I love it. Here's the thing. It was created by the OC at this law school. And so I think... I mean, I would imagine they do it every year. Otherwise, it would be kind of... Yeah. Really shitty. (laughs) That's really fun. Yeah. 
I mean, Peter Gallagher is like, oh, I'm like affiliated with this show. They started the scholarship. Yeah, I'll give $2,000. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. I, I redact my, my previous comment <laughs> about cost. Uh, he's a saint, you guys. I he's stand by it. Also, I want to talk about the Turkish OC. Yes. We, we've all talked about this before. Yeah, but, it's uh, incredible. There is a Turkish version of the OC. And in fact, uh, the article that I pulled, it, pulled the story from has a side-by-side comparison of the cast of the OC and then the cast of the Turkish OC. And the cast of the Turkish OC seems to have a lot less people in it. And the Ryan Atwood character looks very similar. Like Ben McKenzie and this other guy look very, very similar. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll put this picture up. He looks kind of like Luke. He does look kind of like A little Luke. bit more, like, like a, a hybrid between Ryan and Luke. It's called Med Sezir, M-E-D space C-E-Z-I-R. Apparently, it's way more melodramatic than the OC. Yeah, I've watched clips of it. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, a lot of it's on YouTube. It's not translated, so I don't know what anyone is saying. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, it's enormous. There are so many episodes, and they're each one and a half to three hours long. They're very they're long. They're really long. Okay, so I have a question for it's you. It's almost like a telenovela. You may or may not know this, but is it made by like... A Turkish TV network? I believe so. I mean, I wow. don't think they're making it over here and shipping it over <laughs> there. No, but I, I just mean since it's the age of YouTube and, you know, creating oh. your own content, is it just like, you know, an independent or is it like through the actual like TV net? Like big it's TV through a network. network, yeah. Okay, okay. Interesting. Because uh, I, I can't imagine watching any episode of The OC as much as I love it for three hours. Yeah, right here it says season one, 38 episodes. They average anywhere from 90 to 120 minutes. Wow. Season two, 39 episodes. That concluded in June June 2015. So I don't know if there's a new one starting. Maybe it was canceled. I don't oh know. my gosh. But, you know, if you're looking for a fix, it's better than Gossip Girl probably. <laughs> well, should, we're, I mean, we're, we're all going to check it out, but you should all check it out too because it just sounds... Probably hysterical. Though I will say, from the bits I've watched, there appears to be zero humor in the show. Oh, no. Oh. It's all drama. Med, med Sezir is, it means tide. Ooh, Ooh the tide. Like the of tide. the ocean? Yeah. Oh, that's, that works. That makes like, sense, works. right? Yeah. That totally works. How many episodes are there? Uh, 70-something. That's a lot. Good yeah. lord. Uh, a real fun one, real quick, is uh, from this article... The welcome to the OC bitch line is instead translated as welcome dead meat. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's Pretty not good. as not as lighthearted. Yeah, it's not as catchy. <laughs> welcome, we will murder you. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's go through real quick uh your favorite part of the episode, whether it's a, a great part or a cheesy part or a dramatic part, whatever it might be. Uh there's a lot of great parts in this episode. Yeah. There's a lot of funny parts. The part when they're all on the pier, mm. it's the it's like an iconic moment in my brain. It's yes. it's a tiny little 10-second scene where they're all just riding on the pier. Mm -hmm. Marissa's on pegs on Ryan's bike, Seth's yeah. on his skateboard, and they're just being bros. It's riding down the pier, Doves is playing. It's a beautiful moment in my mind. It sticks out from season one as a little great moment of television history that I remember. And it's a fond moment that I uh, enjoy 
to remember all the time. That's... I think about it every time I close my eyes. Oh, wow. Every time? Every <laughs> single time. It's oh. a curse now. <laughs> my world is a nightmare. It. Oh, boy. Well, that's good and bad. Yeah. Uh, so good luck with that. Uh. <laughs> uh, I think mine is definitely the uh, the running away dramatically. I, I, I'm enjoying the dramatic moments, like the silly, cheesy, dramatic moments. Yeah. I'm watching it this time around a lot more than I used to. Like the stuff you used to scoff at. Like that yeah. would have been like, oh what a dumb thing. Now I'm like, this is gold. And it's just because it's very funny. It ends up... Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, and ends up going from silly to very, very funny very quickly. Um, yeah, uh, one of my favorite moments is the realness of Luke when he goes in to like save Ryan after the house is burning down. Like, Because we get that first glimpse of Luke being like... Like Luke actually has a heart. Like Luke isn't just yeah. this big, dumb... Doof. Yeah, like, they humanize the hell out of him on this show yes. as it goes on, and, and that's one of the things I love about it. And yeah, and, and like I like like spoiler alert, I I, I really like Luke. Yeah, um, and, I think we, yeah we all do. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just kidding. Not uh, unspoiled. It's respoiled. Unspoiled. I've um, called him stupid before, but it's because he just made some wrong decisions. But yeah, but I, I just, I love that. Like this is really the first glimpse that we get of him that we see. Like, oh hey, like this is. He's, he's real. Like, he's, he's, he's real. not a terrible human being. You know, it's a great episode of television. This yeah. is just the beginning. I'm so excited for you guys. Oh, thank you. Uh, We're excited to have you back. We'll have you back, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, the only... I'm happy to come back any old time. The one episode that I would, I would like to put a little parking spot reservation on... Okay. Season two, the mall episode. episode. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. We'll pencil you Shane's in Shane's favorite. If I'm not right. here for the mall episode, I'm going to throw a fit. Okay. I'm scared. F I T. I actually. I, Fashion I, Institute. I legit. No fit, Roxy. That's what I'm gonna throw. <laughs> I legit remember you. Like this is when I mean we are from like from the generation when we used to like still call on phones. We yes. used to like we used to talk on phones. Yeah. Right? Also, I listened to the first episode of this podcast, and how dare you spoil the fact that Sandy gets a razor? <laughs> I'm really uh... sorry, you guys. But please. Continue. But anyway, I called. I, I I think I was talking to Shane on my Nokia cell phone mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and he had legit called me and was like, are you, wh- where are you at in, in season two? I just need to know if you're at the mall episode because it's my favorite episode <laughs> of all time. Episode. Like, well, I just love that it's the official title of the episode is the mall episode. Here are two things you need to know about Shane Madej. Shane Madej, number one, loves the OC. Mm-hmm. Number two, he loves malls. Oh my God, I love when, malls. Uh, when the two come together. Yeah. Well, in Schaumburg, Illinois, you had quite the mall. Yeah, I grew oh, up in a town that has the greatest mall in the world. It's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Woodfield true. Mall. Woodfield Go there. Mall. Yeah. If Take you have any, yeah, if you have any there. travel plans, cancel them. <laughs> <laughs> Reroute yourself to Schaumburg, Illinois. It's get into that mall. It's really close. It's probably a cheap Uber ride. Yeah, from there's an Ikea there. They got a Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> All the classics. They have a, they got it all. They got a, what else do they have? Uh, uh, they used everything. to have a Mars twenty one twelve, but I think they shut it down because people were selling drugs there. Oh really? Yeah, don't oh, tell anymore. No. <laughs> well, we're just gonna put Schomburg's biggest kept secret. <laughs> don't tell Schomburg. We, we all thought it was because they weren't doing well, and yeah. it was because they were selling drugs. Uh, let's go through some shameless pleasures. We've called them guilty pleasures before, but we're going to call them guilty pleasures and then correct ourselves constantly and say that they're shameless pleasures. Well, that sounds fun. All yeah. right. Currently I'm watching The Bachelorette. Oh, yes. Oh, that's yeah, right. It, it's I I have never watched any season 
I'm not a big reality TV guy. Uh-huh. I tune in. There are certain exceptions. Like a couple of years ago, there was a, if there's reality shows that are very high concept to the point of being absolutely ludicrous, I will watch it. There was a yeah. show called Who Done It, that was amazing. It okay. was a bunch of people in a mansion, and every week one one person would get fake murdered. Oh, I saw part of that. Yeah, it's incredible. That it, sounds uh, interesting. And it was so over the top. People would be so, in hot tubs, and the hot tub would explode. Yes. It's so silly. It's um, great. So I, I dabble in reality television here and there, mm-hmm. but I've always wanted to watch a season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette just to be swept up, you know? Yeah. And so I jumped on The Bachelorette this season because it started a few weeks ago. And you know what? I'm having a great time. Great. And How I, do you feel about Chad? <laughs> here's the thing. Chad is a psychopath. He is. He's nuts. I love Chad. Chad is incredible. <laughs> was it? Wasn't he? What a great character. Was it? Wasn't he the good guy though originally? No. Like I, Chad wants to murder people, and he may kill someone on the show. But at the same time, <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> he kind of calls out everything. He though, does right? yeah. because he's like this show sucks and yeah. everything's predictable here. So quit being predictable. Yeah. He's yeah. he. Everyone was there. Was a point where JoJo, the, the bachelorette. bachelorette. Her name is JoJo, and it's great. Uh, Thank you for saying that in stereo. <laughs> Jojo. Uh, Jojo was saying something and Chad was like, oh, a little naggy. And she was like, ugh. And all the other Bachelor boys were like, oh, Chad, you're being too mean to her. And he was like, yeah, well, you're all weird because you're saying you're in love with her and you've yes. met her, for, you've known her for two days, you weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. like, I don't know who she is. That was, that was, was the like, part you know that what, I saw. Chad? Props to Chad. Props to yeah. Chad. Also, my favorite part is that Chad uh, just compares things to protein shakes all the time. Like there he was does. one clip where he's like, if this show was a protein shake, yeah. Some of the protein shakes would be bad, or it was just an equally terrible. Yeah, like it was analogy. not a good analogy. No, and no. the only other point for Chad is his cultural references surprisingly very on point, <laughs> because there was a point throughout the entire first or second episode that little Evan guy was like, he looks like Zorg from The Fifth Element, and in the third episode of The Bachelor, Chad's like, I hate that guy. Why don't you just go back to? Being Gary Oldman in The Fifth Element, and I was like, Chad, <laughs> Chad, you you are my boy, Chad. Oh, I hope Chad. you don't murder someone because you're a creep. He's a creep, but I don't know. He's smart and funny, and he's if he, as long as he doesn't murder anyone. Yeah, he works well on the show. He it's does. perfect. He's like, tearing it apart at the seams, and yeah. I love it. He's like a likable villain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. So, uh, Bachelorette. Love that's it. excellent. Uh, mine is not as exciting, or maybe for some people it is, but. Uh, uh, I'm recently very into uh, Nike shoes. Oh, if you ooh. can see, I'm wearing these. Uh, those are Nikes, all right. Air Force Ones. Oh, um, are those Air Force Ones? They're Air Force Ones. I thought they're... Air Force Ones were like only white. What no, does that mean? What does that mean, Air Force One? They're ladies and they're fly knit. <laughs> they're the lightest oh. shoes I've ever worn in my life. Oh, really? Yes. Because oh, okay. The fly knit is very light, it's like knit light material and then the the sole is like a, a, a little marshmallow pad for your foot i was at the shoe store They're the other day cool. and i noticed a lot of shoes have that weird is it fly net fly net yeah and it's it was a moment where i was like oh we're a little further into the future now yes. because shoes look different <laughs> than they did two years ago yeah yeah and i, I mean this is this is a great option especially with summer coming up because <gasps> i i wanted to get like the classic like red Jordans, yeah. 
But the store that I went to, the smallest size they had was a size nine in men's, and that's yeah. much too big for me. You got little feet. I got little yeah. feet. But yeah, I, I, my friend John got me really into Nikes, uh, and I was perusing them for a while, and then, and then I finally went out to buy a pair, and I love them. They're, oh, these right? are high tops. I've never had high tops before. Wow, are they? Wait, yes, let me get. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like they're. So precious because they're like mini high tops. They're like, mini, they're like ladies high tops. I, they're I'm, great. I like the Velcro strap on the top. Yes, yeah. That's kind of appealing Classic. to me. I might, and they they feel light. You feel like they're you're so light. Wow. Yeah. I might. It's it's the best. I like I've been, I've actually been eyeing um a Jordan one like uh like the North Carolina ones. They're yeah. like they're like NC colors. Oh, or great. NC ones. Oh my god. All of so my North Carolina friends would love that. What Ryan, about you, Ryan? Yeah, what are your guilty? We want to know. You're, you're oh, shameful. Man. Right. You know, I recently and this is going to be a really short one. Uh when when I'm pumping gas and you get that little like like what? dribble of gas. <laughs> Yeah, you know, on, like, and you just get to whiff it, whiff a, of a, you know, a strong gas smell. Like uh -huh. I think it's great. That's Ryan? your. What? Are you okay? Are you huffing? No, I'm not huffing. No, no, no. It's so I'm not like soaking my. I'm not like, oh, let me pour gas all I, over my hands. Are you sure you're but, not? But you know when you just get that little bit of love's like smell, and and here's what it is. It um, I'll this try to justify it. This is a very strange answer. So um, <laughs> what it reminds me of is like my my like my first car. Or actually, it was my second car. I had like a really old truck. You remember my old truck? Yes. Um, and like Shane is very perturbed. Before right now. before they had like like you know probably emissions laws and stuff. Like yeah. it just smelled like gasoline when it would come out through the exhaust. It like smelled like my old car. And usually smell it more in winter since we don't have winter here in LA. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a, a novelty. So like it kind of reminds <laughs> me of the smell of when I was like a kid and I had a car and it was cool and it reminds me of like my old truck it's a and nostalgic yeah. pleasure just now, like the oc now I, I will say because i i believe you were in my car when it was leaking fumes when that same car was leaking fumes oh, into boy. it and that sounds right, we almost yeah. passed out oh jeez, um, what so yeah when when my when my muffler did break and it started leaking those fumes inside which was very bad you oh. don't want to be overexposed but just that little light you know fleck of it I, I i i take pleasure and i think it's great that's your guilty pleasure but i don't stick my nose in the like okay any y'all that like to smell gas you just email me at brocpod at gmail.com you just let me know we go smell gas together we hit up chevron yeah, you can meet ryan Los in the Felix. back of the chevron ryan you have to do it look i'm all for it if you want to do a spin-off podcast about cars you can tell me about cars. I can talk about the I motion picture cars. I would love to learn cars. about cars as well. Yeah. I, listen, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm just not talking about like prime for cars. I'm just saying, like, you love gas. Like, like it just. Yeah, I love gas. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at brocpod. We are also brocpod on Instagram and uh, brocpod.tumblr.com. You can email us at brocpod at gmail.com. Brocipod. Brocipod. Um, yes. I like to spell things. Um, if you wanna, times. yeah. If you wanna keep following um, Shane Maday because he's hilarious and makes some great content on the yes. on the internet, some great quips. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at. Uh, uh, man, I should change my Twitter name. It's S H A L E X A N D E J. Shalexander. It's my first and middle and last name all combined. It's you know, hey, you'll tweet it. 
What's it's great. But but then day? your your we'll Instagram's a little bit easier though, right? Instagram is Shane Maday. It's just it's at Shane Maday. Yeah. Great. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. Um, this was a delight. Great. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. Well, I'm sure we'll have you back very soon. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for joining us on the Bro C once again. We'll Woo. see you next time. Woo! <laughs>